Hi everyone, welcome back to C Podcast. And today I'm here with Sean Seymour and Aiden Jennings. And today we're gonna to be talking about the first three stories that um, we read in our book, Nine Stories by J.D. Selinger. And so what do you guys think of the first story? Um, I thought the first story was a very interesting read. It definitely took a turn towards the end. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna to have to agree with Sean on that one. Like you said, towards the end, everything kind of switched up and it was very surprising. Right, like in the beginning, um, the mom was like super worried about, uh, what's her name? Cybo. No, not Cybo. The other, the other girl. It was, um. What's her name? Muriel. Or, no, no, no. Muriel? Was it Muriel? Yeah, Muriel, yeah. Yeah, she was super worried about Muriel's husband, um, Seymour, and because he was in the war and you know he's he has these like tendencies to be reckless and super violent so because he crashed a car he crashed a car um willingly and stuff like that so um yeah i can see how the the mother was super worried about her daughter's safety and so um when we see him on the scene on the beach with playing with a little girl, I thought that was kind of weird. I don't know. What you guys think? What you guys think? Um, <laughs> I thought it was definitely odd, but um, I could see why he did it. Um, you know, it wasn't in a weird way for him. He was just thinking that it was. Um, he just saw his innocence that he once had in her, mm-hmm. but then um, that innocence obviously went away. You know, after his time in the war, and he's been affected greatly by PTSD. Right. So when he was on the beach with her, I just felt like uh, that was kind of a scene of innocence because it just reminded him of what he once was. Right. Sean said it pretty well. I mean, going back to his PTSD, we're talking about trauma. I mean, that plays a pretty big role in everything for him. So. Mm-hmm. And I, um, what did you guys think about the banana fish? Like, what do you think that symbolized for him? Because I feel like that was like a big thing when he was talking about it with the girl. Like he was describing that. The banana fish was, um, it was a creature that, um, common disease or something. it was like, it like went down in the ocean and if it ate uh-huh. too much, it died and stuff like that or something like that. I don't know where to tie that into, like, I don't know what that, uh, kind of symbolized. Maybe his PTSD. It probably, yeah. I think it symbolized him back in the, back in the war. Yeah. It says, um. They eat, they eat so many bananas that they can't get out of a banana hole. And they, when they get the banana fever, it's terrible. It's a terrible disease. So like, I think that goes back to like his challenges and his struggles back in the war, and like the challenge he faces, the he faces today after being in the war. So like the PTSD mm-hmm. guys we're talking about, um, yeah. He sort of reminded me from uh, Nick from. Big Two Heart of River, mm-hmm. short story we read earlier, like in the year, um, just because they both had a loss of innocence, you know, after the war. Right. Like, PTSD just greatly affected them. Right. And kind of changed who they were, you know, for the worse. Right. Now, when that scene was happening, I never saw um, Seymour as someone that would, like, hurt himself like obviously just by the way he was talking you can tell that he was hurt like and he was like struggling the way he was talking about the banana fish because I feel like when he was talking about the banana fish he was talking about himself 
and then the end when he goes back in the room and he kills himself like that was super unexpected like do you think after that conversation with the little girl about the banana fish like had an effect on um, no, I, I think it was more the elevator scene when they're in the elevator and he okay. sees that woman of looking at his feet and yeah. she was in denial. Right. I think that kind of just triggered that kind of just triggered something in his mind yeah. that uh, got him really frustrated and you know led to him killing himself. Just because when you have PTSD, you're not all there. So like something as little as that, you know, that we can seem like like that we think is kind of silly for someone to get angry over like mm -hmm. that's kind of a big deal for someone with PTSD right exactly I really wasn't expecting him to you know take his life but that's what yeah, he did and I think that's what you know like he's facing a ton of trauma from the yeah. war and I think that's why he just decided to make that decision after that conversation and the um, incident in the elevator so mm -hmm. yeah okay so maybe we should talk about the next story um, Uncle Wiggly in Connecticut and that one was about um, a girl named Mary Jane going to visit her friend Eloise. And um, what do you guys think about that, this story? Well, I mean, for first, I can kind of say that um, I thought her daughter was kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, Ramona, like, yeah, sure. she had, like, imaginary friends, and, you know, she wouldn't let, like, um, she wasn't very welcoming to, um, Eloise's friend, Mary Jane, and everything, even though she remembered her, but she wasn't too welcoming, like, she was very, like, standoffish, and, like, didn't really care, mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, uh, yeah. What, what do you guys think about Frank, that's the last story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but, um, and then, um, I don't know if you remember in the story. There was another elevator. Didn't she get caught in the elevator? Didn't she get caught in the elevator? Oh, yeah, with uh, another soldier yeah. or something. Um, Mary Jane? With Eloise, I think. Oh, yeah, Eloise with Walt. She was yeah. talking about mm -hmm. Walt and how, like, well, she has a husband right now, and um, Walt is someone that she loved before she got married with, to her husband. Now, she consistently said throughout the story that Walt made her laugh, like, made her feel good, feel loved, everything. Like, he was different, whereas it, her husband now, she, does, she can't even think of a reason why she married him. Yeah. And that's sad, uh... And she refuses to tell her husband the way Walt made her feel because she thinks men are unintelligent and, you know, they always have to make something about it, you know. Uh -huh. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you think of that happening? Like, um, I think that she's, she's kind of stubborn for that. Mm -hmm. She's kind of, um, I'd say, selfish for not wanting to cope with her partner and kind of find a reasoning with him she's just um she kind of holds like a grudge against him because she's she kind of just letting it play out yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i don't think she truly wants to be with uh, um what's it uh her husband now and plus like i feel like those emotions and those feelings haven't left for Walt just because when she started talking about it to Mary Jean and telling her about Walt, she would start crying and you know like wouldn't refuse to tell her 
why, like how Walt died, and I think that plays into the tragedy uh-huh. because he died super tragic. Yeah. Like he, he was fixing, he was packing a stove for the like a Japanese stove or something, and it ended up exploding right in their faces. Yeah. So it was like a super tragic way to die, and I think that's that tragedy. Tragedy has lived with her ever since that moment because she still carries that love for Walt. And that kind of plays a role with the whole trauma thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she was kind of really affected by his death because of how traumatic it was. Right. So she kind of gets um. I'd say it's. She doesn't want to let everyone know what happened to her husband and how, you know, tragic it was and gruesome. Mm-hmm. She just keeps it all out. Yeah, I agree. What do you think? Usually it's the most, like, the people who hide it the most that, I don't think how to say this, but, like, um, face the most problems. Yeah, yeah, when they bottle it in. And yeah. Yeah, I agree. Pent up. Now, moving into the third story, the one um, just before the war with Mex- uh, the Eskimos. What did you guys think of that story? It was interesting. Yeah, no, that really was. Um, I felt like the characters were kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really were. It's um, a lot of new characters coming in at different yeah. times. Yeah. And I kind of felt like, like most of them, they all had their own problems. Yeah. They all just kind of weren't normal. They all had something going yeah. in life that was just, you know, affecting them for the worse. Right. Now, what do you think about the beginning um, when Ginny gets mad at Selena because she has to pay for everything, the rides to play tennis, and the only thing that Selena brings is the tennis balls, which has no quantitative value. So I think she, she feels like it's unfair. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with her. She's having a right to do that. Um, <laughs> it's kind of selfish for her to just bring tennis balls and kind of, like, with a friend, you want to cover it even, like, mm-hmm. 50-50, mm-hmm. and she's not paying her part, mm-hmm. and it's selfish. Right. It's aggravating, She, she gets mad over that and then they go to Selena's house, Jenny goes in forces her to ask her mom to bring money because she supposedly needs it late, later in the day and mm-hmm. everything and so while she's waiting and her mom's suffering from an illness too yeah, and so while she's waiting for Selena um, she meets Franklin which is Selena's brother what do you guys think of Franklin? um I felt like he was a really odd character. I mean, from the symbolism of the, what was it, the razor blades mm-hmm. in the wastebasket that he used to cut himself with? No, he cut him. Like, he just accidentally cut himself with. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know that. But, um, and he was a college dropout, too. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think, like, he's been rejected by society. Mm-hmm. And he kind of refused to go back with his dad, you know. I think one of those things that affected him was him working back in the war, like on airplanes. Like he would um, do work on the planes and stuff during the war, and he was unable to go in combat because um, his heart condition. So I think um, that has a lot to play in that, too. What's her management, do you guys think? Like, 
like to look at your Can you repeat your question like, again? Like, do you think there's like as much trauma and tragedy in this story as there were in the past? Or? Um, I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so. I wouldn't say as much. It's yeah. still there, but... I mean, yeah, lightly. I mean, you get to hear a little bit about Spring Franklin. Thing. You get to hear a little bit about Franklin and then um, what he's been through, but not nearly as much as, like, um, what is her name? Eloise's um, lost lover, like, that tragic event that happened. Yeah. And then um, the event that took place after Seymour came back from the beach, like, mm-hmm. I think those are super, like, traumatic, tragic, and it shows how that trauma played into a tragic ending, Yeah. you know? Yeah. But for the Eskimo story, we tread lightly on, like, the information that's given because we only have a little bit about Franklin, Uh you know? But we kind of do see the person he is because of the way he talks to Jenny... Like, I feel like Jenny's, like, super attracted to the way Franklin kind of is as a person because he's so, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, he's like, oh, try the chicken sandwich, try the chicken sandwich. Like, he's, incon- he's like, persistent. You know, he's a persistent person. Yeah. He's, like, constantly making conversation, you know. He's very, like, honest mm-hmm. with, like... He basically, you know, like, when he told Jenny that, oh, I don't like your sister, like, your sister's a snob, because he, she got rid, she rejected him multiple times, yeah. and so he didn't like her for that, and he, like, blatantly told her that, so that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it kind of has, like, no filter, it kind mm-hmm. of just doesn't care what Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, um... I want to ask you a question, I want to retrace back to the banana fish story. Do you guys think if, um, Seymour's wife wasn't sleeping and she was awake, that, like, she could have prevented him from, you know, killing himself? Um. Like, do you guys think he walked in the room, saw her asleep, and was like, I'm alone, there's no one here. Um, like, I've got no one in my life that, like, loves me and then just kind of shot himself. I think it definitely would have prolonged it. I don't know if it would have completely stopped it, but I don't think it would have happened right there at that very moment. Right, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I kind of agree with him, but, like, you know, things could have turned out different, you know, like, it could be as simple as saying one word to someone, and, like, that could change their whole, like, like, their whole actions of, like, what they're gonna do about something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she could have said something super small, and he wouldn't have done that, or, you know, like, it all could have been different, you never know, but maybe if she was awake, like, things would have been different, Uh but saw her sleeping, and... Cause like I don't want to live this life anymore. Maybe you know, but yeah. So I think we covered yeah, no, we a pretty good amount of each story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, thank you everyone for listening today, and we'll see you next time on Z Podcast. <laughs>